five of the 10-0 podcast, the podcast designed for any athlete who knows they have more to give in this life to maximize their full potential. I'm your host, Danielle Gray, gymnast, fitness model, and serial entrepreneur. This week, I'm turning things upside down, and not just because our backflip workshop is just a couple weeks away, but because the brilliant and beautiful Dr. Lena Cook interviewed me for this week's episode of the 10 podcast. The transcript will be up on her blog too soon, but say a little prayer for her. Her computer crashed just after this interview. During our conversation, she uncovered a whole lot about how I got my start and how Train Like a Gymnast came to be. You're going to learn some things I haven't shared anywhere else. I want you to learn from the struggles I faced in my gymnastics career and give you ideas and tools to cope if you ever experience something similar. But before we get into the conversation, I want to give a little thanks to our sponsor. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I am great. How are you, Lena? Good. I have a few questions for you. I'm super excited to get the opportunity to talk to you today. So first and foremost, I wanted to ask you, when did you start doing gymnastics? I started when I was four, I believe. Um, I think my mom put me into kind of like parks and rec classes when I was four. Um, So that was the beginning of it all. Okay. So to get, I know you already know this, but I have a blog and um, I'm a former gymnast as well. I'm a sports medicine chiropractor. And I just like to highlight athletes and highlight all the cool stuff that they're doing after sports. And then I also like to just talk about common injuries and, you know, just give some insight into the competitive athlete. Also to give an example for other young athletes while they're in sport and even transitioning out of sport. Mm -hmm. So I totally love that um, you were a former competitive gymnast. And so tell me a little bit about your career in gymnastics. So you started at four and then kind of tell me your journey. Yeah. So I started at four in Manhattan beach, California. And, um, kind of from there, I just did classes. I think it was like every Saturday or something. And I believe the, there was like another gym, like this was a parks and rec class, but there was another gym that had like competitive gymnastics and team and everything. And the owner of that gym kind of ran these classes, these rec classes. And he noticed me and I think he pulled my mom and I over, um, or me and my mom over, uh, kind of when I was around seven, six or seven years old. And he invited, um, us to come to his gym and kind of, do classes there and see if we could get like I could get onto pre-team and team and all that right that was the start of that it was a little further drive but it was like okay this is like a thing so I did I don't think I was in intermediate class for too long then I was invited to pre-team I think I was on pre-team for maybe a year and then at that point when you went from pre-team to to junior olympic team you usually started at level five and Mm -hmm. so I was going to do level five. So we were training all those skills and everything. And then they introduced level four and we got demoted. And there were like three of us who were like, really? Like we could do level five. Really? (laughs) Okay. So we ended up competing level four, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I was training level eight when I decided to retire. At that point, it was kind of because... 
like there, I, okay. So prefacing this with the fact that I was actually the athlete who did not try hard and I, (laughs) (laughs) that would be, um, yet I would like perform really well at competitions. And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of irritating to everyone. So I let my talent kind of carry me through a lot of it. And then once it started to get to that like hard work point and like facing fears and obstacles, that's where I I, I crumbled because I didn't have the tools and the knowledge or the mentor or the right kind of like environment to push past or learn those things to keep me going. So when I was level eight, I had become burnt out. I had rocky relationships with my teammates and my coaches. um, And that's kind of your whole world when you're like, I think I was 14 or something at the time, 15. And I, my coach told me to take like a two week break, just like figure out what I wanted. Do I want to stay? Do I want to, do I want to quit? After the two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm going to come back. And she was like, I don't think you should. And I was like, okay. So that was the end of my, <laughs> wow. um, yeah, that was the end of my gymnastics career. So like the last competition I had, I didn't even know was going to be my last competition, which was unfortunate. Um, but so it was kind of like a salty ending. Right. And I still, I still like gymnastics and everything like that, but that little kind of off time when you leave gymnastics or a sport in general, you're like, all right, what do I do now? I'm just sitting here. I have so much time. I used to do this, but now I can do this, but that doesn't seem productive. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so totally. that, was, that was my next question. I was going to be like, what was your transition like? Because it's so hard for a lot of people once it's done, because that's been your whole life. So what actually, what, what helped you through yours? Right. At that time, I had started to get a little obsessed with the Disney channel. And (laughs) so I wanted to do acting and dancing and get into that whole world. So it gave me kind of like the perfect excuse to transition into that. And I just had a call with uh, a parent of a, of a gymnast that I used to coach. And she was saying how important it is to, if you are going to do that transition, to have something to transition directly into after that. So I began doing kind of like tap, jazz, lyrical, musical theater, um, some acting classes, and it was really fun, and I enjoyed it, but part of me was like, I don't know if I wanted it bad enough, mm-hmm. because like gymnastics, I had that passion, like I wanted to be in the Olympics, I wanted to be in college, um, and acting was like just kind of like a fun hobby to do, and so that was my transition there. And then I was realizing how much I missed gymnastics. Cause I would train like maybe once every few months, like I would go back to the gym and just like train alongside the old team girls or like go randomly just pop in. And then I believe that is when I earned my judging credential. So oh, yeah. I judging. Yeah. So then I ended up judging girls that I used to coach, which was funny. <laughs> and, um, I got back into coaching at that gym and I had already been working for UCLA gymnastics. So I was still in the world, um, right. which was awesome. So still having an attachment to it, but not being burnt out or overwhelmed or forced into it because I was making the choice now, which was beautiful. Um, so that transition was, what did you do with UCLA? Uh, so I started working for UCLA when I was 11 and we were just doing volunteer work then like, running scores to the other judges, like holding yeah. a flag or um, like showing the scores 
all that kind of stuff. But you got to be like right on the floor next to them. So yeah. it's beautiful. And I actually just, I just emailed the, um, the, the head of that kind of like coordination for that, for those meets. And cause I, I've taken a few years off and I was like, I want to get back into it. I miss that. <clears throat> but now the girls are younger than me and it's really weird. <laughs> I don't like look up to them anymore, but because I don't know. It's weird. But what do you think, uh, skills through sports and gymnastics, what skill sets do you feel like that you learned that you're able to apply to your life now? Yeah, I always ask these questions to my clients too. I would say gymnastics taught me to know and recognize what you're good at. Mm -hmm. um, because, all right, people always ask you, what's your favorite event? And it's like, well, what's my favorite event to compete? Or which one right. i good at and like I like? They're totally, totally different things. And, and so it helps you recognize what you're good at, what your strengths are. It also definitely helps you recognize what your weaknesses are, right? right event where you fall the most and you get the lowest scores like okay like that's your weakness you need to work on that but it also in, in life has taught me just consistency which is one of the things that I like pride myself on like my whole life has been consistency and you get places in life by doing certain things over and over for a long period of time right. just like one thing every now and then like that's not going to make you good or better in something if you just do it once once in a while so consistency recognizing your strengths and weaknesses and then even though I wasn't all about it then work ethic um, <laughs> work ethic is huge because you realize and you can also look back on like what if I had tried even harder and so when you are able to have that perspective looking back it gives you more of a reason now because like okay I got this far in gymnastics by really not trying and it ultimately stopped and ended. So if I can take, learn from, from that kind of experience in my life now, if I put forth the effort that is going to get me to where I need to be, like that's going to be the difference. Then right. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Did you have any injuries that you had to kind of overcome? No, well, nothing severe when I was in gymnastics. Like I had tendonitis, like things would hurt just from like the impact, but my injuries all happened after gymnastics. <laughs> so like I, I strained my toes, sprained my ankle, um, tore my labrum, probably both in both shoulders from doing pole fitness. Um, so all that stuff kind of happened after my competitive years, thankfully. Okay. Wow. On a site, I also really want to talk about training like a gymnast. Yeah. Tell me everything, like what's your goal with it? Like, and then you also let me know what else you're doing career-wise. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> yes, because I totally love the concept. Like I was like, I was like, this is so cool. Right. Yeah. And it's odd that it hasn't really been created or anything like it doesn't really exist. So I'll do it. Um, <laughs> so the awesome thing is, I don't know how it came to me, but the like name and concept came to me in 2016, but I never really did anything with it. It was originally supposed to be just like a three month ebook that, you know, okay. when ebooks were like a thing. Um, <laughs> and 
I spent like thousands of dollars to get that all developed and it sold like five copies. So that was a flop, but I learned from it um, right. that that was not the direction or what people really wanted. So I started just regular personal training, but I realized when I was training private clients and when I was working at Equinox that I was like, yes, people had certain goals, but I was also training people in like the way that I know how to train as well. Right. Like that body weight kind of working on your form and your control and your flexibility and your, all of that. So I was already training them like gymnasts, even though they didn't know it, they got other results by doing weight training too. Like it was all very form focused. Like, I don't care if you can do a hundred reps. Sorry. I'm not like crossfitty at all. Um, but I don't care how many you can do if they look like crap. Like that's just putting yourself at risk for injury. Like I, I am the type of coach that pushes people because I know they have more potential and I, I just, I would rather them do it right. Right. So so that is where the whole kind of like concept started. Then, um, it turned into a 28 day challenge that would lead into a membership program, which I have been doing until just recently we stopped doing the 28 day challenge. Um, but the membership program is still alive and well, which is, which is wonderful. So that is for women in particular, uh, who have done some kind of sport in the past. They're formerly competitive athletes. They are typically between, we got, we got some outliers too, but I would say the, the middle range is like 25 to 40 is our, is our main demographic. We've got some younger, we've got some older and they want to get back to feeling like themselves again. They want to push their body to the limit. They want to see what their body is capable of doing. Um, they maybe have experimented with kind of weight training and, you know, weight loss or maybe bodybuilding or something like that. But they're like, that's not fulfilling for them. They would rather be able to do things and perform versus just have a certain aesthetic, which I'm all about as well. And that program not only gives them structure, like structured progressive workouts and accountability with coaches and teammates, like to take the thinking out of it to make sure they're staying on track, but it also forces them to work on some uh, introspection and some personal development throughout the week. And it makes them a better version of themselves. So they've got other assignments. They've got, you know, their awareness throughout their life to kind of change and up level every area of their life. And that's what my goal is. So I want to keep that going, but we also have branched off with some other new things, which is really awesome. So Great. That's an online program that can be for anyone in the world. We've had girls all across the world do that, but I was missing that in-person touch. And I love seeing someone get a new skill, celebrating with them, hands-on spotting, like giving those corrections, like you're so close, you got to get this. So then I started Train Like a Gymnast Adventures, which are our workshops, our in-person workshops and our retreats. So these two, I'm really (laughs) stoked about. I love these because we just had our first one in August and literally every single person who came, even if they had never done gymnastics before in their life, did a backflip that day. So you teach everyone there how to do a backflip? Pretty much, yeah. And that's why this next one is called Learn a Backflip in a Day because that's what it ended up being. (laughs) Even though we worked on our mindset, we meditated, we had lunch together, we heard from guest speakers, we um, did stretching and we worked on handstands and back handsprings. But literally the coolest thing was that everyone did a backflip. Everyone was able to do a backflip. 
that's that's cool that's dope (laughs) but it's terrifying for so many people like there was one girl in particular who was like don't make me do it I don't want to do it I'm not going to do it and I was like okay but yeah you're going to do it um so (laughs) it took her two rotations like she had to see literally every single other person do it for her okay like I'll do so tell me a little bit about the next event next event is is November 10th and our special guest speaker is Doc Jen Fit. If you're nice. familiar with who she is, um, my friend Jen, so thankful and grateful that she is able to do this. So she's gonna be there for an hour. I'm kind of talking about her story, giving some mobility drills for people to implement immediately, and yeah. kind of teach them about themselves. So I'm looking forward to learning from her and asking her some questions. But the event is just incredible. It's eight full hours at the gym. Even okay. though you're not training all eight of those hours, you're just like, it's an immersive experience where you're going to do a lot of work on yourself and we're going to get you in the right mindset before you even attempt to do something that you've never done before. Right. So we want to make sure that you, one, believe you can do it. Two, we'll warm up and make sure that we're like stretch and good and your body is ready to do it. And then three, you actually do it and you finish your day with a bang. And you're like on a good note and you're ready to go. Plus you can win a whole bunch of prizes and you're already going to get an awesome swag bag that's valued way over the price of your ticket. But I'm just like, <laughs> we only have two spots left. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. So that's exciting. If you're, if you want to get in, like really, you got to register now. We'll have probably one or two spots day of if you are like literally that list last minute, but that's not guaranteed. Right. So yeah. secure, secure the spot if you want to come. Um, and there's a discount if you bring a friend too. So boom, you guys could take the last two. So where can people sign up or register or where can they find out more information about you and Train Like a Gymnast? So it's just trainlikeagymnast.com basically. And, I, and we've just done a redesign too. So I tried to make everything laid out as uh, straightforward as possible. So training, you got your membership, that's the VIP membership. You've got events, that's the workshops and retreats. We also have a few little guides, but I'm coming out with a new digital course in the beginning of the year. It launches January 15th, but I'm still working on it and doing some market research. So there's going to be something fun there, uh, but just mark your calendar for January 15th because that's going to be a special day. Uh, That's kind of what is on trainlikeagymnast.com. We've got testimonials on there as well. You can contact me through there. You can find social media, Daniel Gray Fit, um, and Train Like a Gymnast. So right now you're running training like a gymnast. Are you still doing any coaching or are you doing training? I have one private client, um, but everything pretty much is trained like a gymnast. I don't do any like gymnastics coaching technically, like with kids or anything. One private client, trained like a gymnast, fitness modeling, the occasional photography here and there. If anybody remembers that I am a photographer. Yeah. That's dope. That's so cool. So the whole train like a gymnast, you get inspired, you learn, and then you met, you meditate and then you mentally and physically prepare yourself to do a backflip. For that workshop. That's how it is. Yeah. The retreat will just be kind of an even more in-depth version of that because you are literally in like the, the retreat that we have coming up is February 20th to 24th of next year on Maui in Hawaii. <laughs> right? That's Yo. So cool. I know. So imagine one being yeah. in Maui, right? Yeah. You're gonna be 
in a private estate that overlooks the ocean with your team, you're going to have like a roommate, right? So you, you get to bond with these certain people that will like, they'll most likely they'll be strangers when you start and family by the time you leave, because I went to one, um, my retreat coach, Lauren Schwab, she uh, had a Hawaii retreat in June and I reached out to her beforehand. I was like, Hey, I want to run my own retreat. Can you help me? Cause she coaches people how to do that. And she was like, well, why don't you come and do a little train like a gymnast workshop? And then you can kind of learn how the retreat is run. You could basically use those materials to promote your retreat and all of that. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, it took a lot of convincing, but I was like, all right, let's do it. And I would not have traded that for anything. That was awesome because literally I only, I mean, I barely knew Lauren. I just knew her through a friend and I don't, yeah, I didn't know anybody on that, on that retreat. And now those people are my people. We shared some things during those mindset workshops that like some people never knew about us, like some really deep, dark stuff that we shared with each other and kind of worked through and, and, um, like supported each other. And the chef from that retreat, she's going to be our private chef for our retreat. So literally every meal is homemade by Shannon and, um, we'll have a photographer and videographer there. The cool thing he was telling me in the car the other day was that he's like, you know what? I've always wanted to just like travel with people and just be kind of like their personal photographer. I was like, okay, well, you can do that here. <laughs> if they need new social content, if they want a new headshot, like if you're looking some- for something and you're going to be in Hawaii, like just pull Jake aside and be like, hey, can you shoot yeah. this here? Boom. A little mini photo shoot as a part of your like retreat package. I don't know. Package. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. So it's going to be incredible. We, I still need to book these things, but we're planning to go snorkeling. Um, we'll, t- we'll charter a private boat to Lanai, which is the island off of Maui. We're yeah. over there, whale watch, all that fun stuff. Um, we'll watch the sunrise above the clouds, kind of have some, some little time to reflect. We're going to zip line through the craters. We're going to have some little gymnastics and stretching workshops. We'll do some hiking. Um, we'll have free time as well and do a lot, a lot of work on ourselves and come back totally different people. Of course, we'll do the gymnastics training as well. Yeah. Um, that, that's how we finish off the, the retreat. But it's meant to really kind of bring you back your best self. So yeah. that you can start 2020 like with a bang and you know you have clarity about what you want in this life oh let me share something because i was just reading before this call let me see if i can find it uh have you read the the monk who sold his ferrari i haven't you have not it's uh it is lovely so i know this can relate to a lot of people and a lot of like my ideal clients because i've been there and i know how it feels so i'm gonna read this little passage and just see if it kind of resonates with you at all okay Um, Start doing things you have always wanted to do. I have known lawyers who have quit their jobs to become stage actors and accountants who have become jazz musicians. In the process, they have found the deep happiness that had eluded them for so long. So what if they could no longer afford two vacations a year and a posh summer home in the Caymans? Calculated risk-taking will pay huge dividends. How will you ever get to third base with one foot on second? So take the time to think. Discover your real reason for being here and then have the courage to act on it. 
With due respect, Ju Julian, all I do is think. As a matter of fact, part of my problem is that I think too much. My mind never stops. It is filled with mental chatter. It drives me crazy sometimes. What I'm suggesting is different. The sages of Savannah all took time daily to silently contemplate not only where they were, but where they were going. They took the time to reflect on their purpose and how they were living their lives every day. Most importantly, they thought deeply and genuinely about how they would improve the next day. Daily incremental improvements produce lasting results, which in turn lead to positive change. Even 10 minutes of focused reflection a day will have a profound impact on the quality of your life. I understand where you're coming from, Julian. The problem is once my day gets cranking, I can't even find 10 minutes to eat lunch. My friend, saying that you don't have time to improve your thoughts in your life is like saying you don't have time to stop for gas because you're too busy driving. Eventually, it will catch up to you. I love that. Right? So <laughs> if you are just living your life, you say, I'm too busy to do this. I can't take, I can't take five days off from work to go hang around in Hawaii. Well, it's going to catch up to you someday. I mean, it's okay if you don't make it with us this time, but I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah. I, I say I, I'm too busy. Like, literally talking to me. <laughs> right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I also learned this at this, this past weekend. I was at the Broke to Woke Summit with Rachel Bell. And um, one of the guest speakers, Peter Shaw, was talking about our hinging points, which is like, what are the things that you have to do in your life to perform at your peak performance level? Otherwise, the wheels fall off. Right. And for me, the top two are sleep and eating, which they sound so simple. But because they're but, so simple, they're like the easiest things to neglect. Like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to, I don't need to eat. I can wait. Or I don't need yeah. seven hours of sleep. Like I got this. I can power through. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you say that. But literally the world kind of goes up in flames. Um, if we don't keep those practices sacred and those other things that kind of make us perform at our peak level. And for each person, they're different. Some people, that's that their wheel, their world doesn't come crashing down if they don't get, you know, enough sleep. But when you recognize and discover them, then you need to own them and keep yeah. them. So for sure. A lot of learning that happens in training like a gymnast, <laughs> even though it's not like gymnastics, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is this has been so awesome. I don't wanna, you know, hold you up too long. I think that I love what you're doing and I think I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to even talk to you about this and like learn more about everything that you have going on. Yeah, thank you. I was wondering how you found me. I can't remember. Um, Instagram. L literally, I saw something. I think I saw someone, a group picture that uh. Uh, someone had said, had so much fun with, and I think I just saw train like a gymnast. And I was like, I just was like immediately clicked right. on it. And then that's how I found you. Yay! I was like, how cool is this? I was like, yeah. I, I'm going to reach out to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to have you at one of these events because I think, like, you would have a ball. <laughs> I've definitely been eyeballing Hawaii. <laughs> really? Oh, my God, girl. Okay. I'm like, gosh, this sounds so much fun. Let's talk. Let's figure yeah. out a way to make it happen. And that would be, that would be a win-win for both of us. Cause I would love to have you there. Oh, thanks. I would, I'm like, every time I see like your posts and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna, this is, this is kind of the first one. Like this is gonna, we're just like going 
all in. Like this is <laughs> so stoked for it. Well, yeah. thank you for, for coming up with these questions and, and interviewing. I, I appreciate it. I'm honored to share kind of like what I know with you and, and help you out in the, in the same, same way. Real quick before you go. Along with Anchor, this episode was brought to you by Train Like a Gymnast Adventures, the part of TLAG that offers live events. Our next live event is Sunday, November 10th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Playa Vista, California. We've got people flying in for this, so don't worry if you're not a local. Experience eight hours with us and get to meet our special guest, Doc Jen Fit, in an intimate setting. You'll get epic loaded swag bags valued alone at over $400, guided deep stretching and safe drills to learn new skills, meditation to center, ground, and connect to your higher self, free catered lunch from our incredible sponsors, I love free food, I hope you do too, and get the chance to win dope prizes. Even if you don't have gymnastics experience, we're going to teach you how to backflip in one day along with working on other skills. We're rewarding those action takers who act fast with an early bird discount of $50 to $100 off of your ticket. But you can only get it before October 25th. So lock in your spot today at trainlikeagymnast.com slash workshop dash opt-in. That's trainlikeagymnast.com slash workshop hyphen opt-in. I can't wait to coach your mind, body, and spirit. If you've loved everything you've heard in this episode or have any takeaways, be sure to leave a review. And as a thank you, I'd like to send you our athlete success kit. I've included everything in this guide that helps me stay successful and productive personally and professionally. If you want your copy, just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to team at trainlikeagymnast.com and we'll shoot it right over to you. Until next time, train with purpose. Season 2, Episode 5 of the 10-0 Podcast, the podcast designed for any athlete who knows they have more to give in this life to maximize their full potential. I'm your host, Danielle Gray, gymnast, fitness model, and serial entrepreneur. This week, I'm turning things upside down, and not just because our backflip workshop is just a couple weeks away, but because the brilliant and beautiful Dr. Lena Cook interviewed me for this week's episode of the 10-0 Podcast. The transcript will be up on her blog too soon, But say a little prayer for her. Her computer crashed just after this interview. During our conversation, she uncovered a whole lot about how I got my start and how Train Like a Gymnast came to be. You're going to learn some things I haven't shared anywhere else. I want you to learn from the struggles I faced in my gymnastics career and give you ideas and tools to cope if you ever experience something similar. But before we get into the conversation, I want to give a little thanks to our sponsor, 